the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. Let's see. Go to line number three and talk with Nelson in Redwood City. Nelson, are you there? Yes. What's um, your observation on um, our topic, sir? There's so much things are said. Um, Well, I I kind of just disagree. There's a lot of good things that are said, but basically I disagree that we should be standing in the place of judgment. And I know, hear me out, hear me out. Um, Psalms 131, um, Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes conceited, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or things too profound and difficult for me. When you start going on with someone you don't know, whether they're in heaven or hell, you're actually being ridiculous and a little bit arrogant. I don't want to rebuke an elder. I think you're the greatest person in the world, Pastor Jesse. I think you'd be a good Marine like Chesty Puller and so on. (laughs) Who? Who? um, Chesty Puller. He's one of the most decorated Marines. Okay. That's cool. I appreciate. I appreciate that. I got a bunch of family that's 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 military, so I'm cool with that. But I think you're jumping the gun because nobody's putting Kobe in hell or out of hell. Oh, uh, they, they they're coming pretty close. They, they're How? Because you start off saying he's like the rich man versus life, but but these NBA players, Jesus said, you um you being evil know how to give good gifts to children. Even you know we're all naturally sinners. We're all naturally evil. What people who are NBA players or rich like that, they give LeBron opens up a school. I mean, he gives to the poor. I mean, Oprah does it too. And I would totally disagree with her philosophy, but these people who don't have Christ in the mind of Christ, they, they, they do have basic human decency. That has nothing to do with the issue of eternity with or without God. Nothing. So now yeah, but, why do you yeah, think that you're, you're, you're blacking him, you're blacking him. You're 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 going down that road of almost making him a reprobate. Not at all. Um, and we 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 don't we really don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not at all. Judgment. Not at all. Not at all. I know the conversation and, becomes. And, 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 and I'll get this off my chest. Let me get this off my chest. Right. I, I've been in the Bay Area for ten years, and I'm sorry, but African Americans up here they down other black people more than anywhere. So I'm from the Massachusetts, from the Northeast. I lived in the in the in the Midwest. I lived in the South. And there's something about black people always down at black people here to make themselves um, look good to white folks. You're actually and on the wrong I, page. I, I just had to say it. But you're I on the wrong N- page. Nelson, you're on the wrong page. Stay with me for a moment. You're on the wrong page. So what I, I open up now, you can say what you want. Right. You're on the wrong page. I already said it. My point is, is that when I opened up, what I talked about is the virtue of how important it is for when we see a person of Kobe's uh, status die suddenly like he did. Is it a right thing to be concerned about eternity for him or not? 
Of course it is. Of course it's important for us to be of concern about eternity. Christ would have never given us the parable of the rich man and Lazarus if the matters of how we live now uh, impact how we live in eternity was not to be discussed at every funeral. We have a we have a public death with a public uh, a funeral about to take place with Kobe, as with so many other mega stars around the world. And the fundamental question that I was raising to everyone was if Kobe was a fan of you, if you were fan of Kobe's, did you pray for him? Did you seek his eternal welfare? Did you seek his soul? And then I made the application only that if you had the wealth and resources that Kobe had, would your life be any different? Would you live uh, with $100 million or $300 million uh, really serving the Lord in a vivid way by which his missional work would be accomplished? These are legitimate questions that we're asking. In fact, I actually have an article about uh, Kobe's religious life, and I am going to share it, but I'm only going to do that after I let a few of the other callers um I respond. No one that was listening to me carefully, Nelson, would have even come close to assuming that we are putting Kobe in hell or in heaven. No one would have thought that. I don't know what you're doing other than being mad about me talking about another a black person. When I die, you guys are going to be talking about me. People are going to be talking about, oh, I just know that pastor is not going to heaven the way he the way he talked. I just know he's not going to heaven. And of course, me, me and Kobe, we could care less. But the conversation has to be had. You cannot not ask, Lord, was Kobe one of yours? Did Kobe know you, Lord? Did we miss our assignment, Lord, when we voted for him, when we supported him, when we uh, benefited from the totality of these 20-something years? My, my, uh, one of our, uh, our, our members, Kiana, just stated that she remembered, because her and Kobe are the same age, she remembered when he came into the league. And, and the question merits it. With 20 years of Kobe being in our life, like Michael Jordan and, and many other people, do we even pray for them? Or are we just consumers that just kind of leech on them and draw from them whatever we can get? And then when, and then when they die, we, we scratch our head and say, what happened? As believers, we have, to be, uh, we have to be concerned about these things. But thank you for the call, my brother. Let me go to line number... Um, it's Jermaine's turn next. Line number one before I go to break. Jermaine, are you there? Yes, I am. Yeah. What's your thoughts about our topic tonight? Well, you know, um, you know I actually found out on the way in the church. And uh, I, for me, it kind of accentuated and highlighted your sermon being timely and on point. And I wasn't aware of you knew about it or not, but I felt like God was using that situation to really highlight the uh the uh just how we have to all be alert right and i think you had mentioned on time a lot it just really hit home and it's to be honest i'll be the first sermon i started listening 10 20 times like you said and for me i was um i think i was more uncomfortable i felt bad with it was just terrible situation but i was more uncomfortable with the the uh hero idol worship that i saw going on and i know people have a tendency to place somebody in heaven automatically based on the, their popularity. I agree. And I had actually asked that question to someone about salvation, and I noticed that the higher the pedestal they've been placed on, the more people will will stare at you like something is wrong with you for asking the question that we all should be asking. But for me, it was a lesson. It was kind of a sociology lesson as well, just observing how people act. Um, he was a, a wonderful basketball player. I wasn't a Laker fan. 
Right. But to highlight what you said, I, I look back as like, I don't remember praying for that brother one time. I just, in a sense, kind of used him for entertainment like everybody else. And, you know, that'll change from now on. But I, I really, truly pray people would kind of look at themselves because he, he was such an invincible character on the court that they assumed he would never die. And I think that's part of the tragedy. So for me, it's kind of like looking in the mirror. Just It made me wake up a little bit more than, than normal. And you know what? The sermon I preached yesterday that you were a part of, Jermaine, I had absolutely no idea. And I was glad that I didn't because I might have uh, made comment of it, but I had absolutely no idea that Kobe had just died just in preparation for me coming to preach. Uh, The message that I preached was an urgent message about all of us making our our calling and election sure relative to us being Christians, as as you are, are remarking. I didn't learn about it until after service as I was teaching a new members class, but it it, it 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 never surprises me that God will um, minister to his people as he did to us at Grace in preparation for hearing that news because many of our members at Grace really loved them some Kobe. And to hear that would have uh, brought a level of echo to, to the message for them, for which I know that was God in his providence. And um, uh, it, it hurt me that Kobe died the way that he did. But I didn't spend one second, as my previous caller is making the assertion, struggling or wringing my hands as to whether or not Kobe uh, was in hell. My sorrow sorrow was around the fact that he may not have been given the opportunity to actually do any legitimate repentance. I talked about this in a funeral I did two weeks ago of a young man that died half Kobe's age. And I was sharing with people what I'll share with you now, and then I'll hang up. And you've heard me say this because I talked to our congregation about God's mercy and how we die. Sometimes God will cut us off in a nanosecond, kind of like what happened to Kobe. Just no preparation whatsoever. Uh, No time hardly at all to gather your thoughts and even wonder whether or not you're about to die. At other times, God is merciful. For instance, when we get sick, that's a mercy from God. If we have a long bout with cancer for for three, six, nine months or a year, that's God's mercy landing our plane slowly. And if we've ever heard the gospel, we now have an opportunity to get right with God as he told his servant, Hezekiah, Hezekiah, get your house in order. You're about to die. And that's true for so many people for whom we could never say we know where they are just merely based on their lifestyle. Because if they heard the gospel, it is very possible, like Craig said, that the gospel was shared with Kobe, that Kobe somehow in the secret of his own heart negotiated eternity and made his peace with God. His lifestyle would not have indicated it. And I'm carrying that over to us because this is a biblical ethic where a man's heart is. There is his treasure and the and the death of wealthy people are to teach you and I not to covet temporal earthly things and be caught off guard in the day of judgment because what doth it profit a man if he gains the whole soul, whole world and loses soul? So these are critical lessons for all, us all to take into consideration, not knowing at all where Kobe is. Thank you for the call. When I come back, I'll deal with James and Jonathan. I'll have two lines open, one 367 And by the way, I do have data 
about implications of Kobe's understanding and background in religion. I do have data on that because I did my research. And I'm not talking about whether Kobe is in heaven or hell, Nelson. I'm talking about what benefits you and I derive from the life of a very notable person on a material level, on a temporal level, on a mega, mega level of of notoriety and and, and public uh, influence. And how we can miss an opportunity to pray for those individuals and maybe have even the blessed witness of somebody that we know that shared the gospel with them and they positively received it. If nobody else in the world knows as many Christians as there are in the world, some group of believers should be able to tangibly affirm, hey, y'all don't know this, but I hollered at Kobe about six months ago and he was wide open to the gospel. He received the reality of who Jesus is and how much he needs him. So my heart is comforted. See, that's why we have funeral services. When I do funeral services, I have an opportunity to let a whole bunch of people come up and talk for two minutes. Let's find out whether or not, as Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits. A good tree does not bring forth bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. In the funeral service, we get to hear whether or not we're going to play around with speculations and and false notions and assumptions about whether or not there was a concrete reality about eternity uh, given to Kobe and Kobe confirming it as you and I are all supposed to do or whether or not, you know, there was a uh, there was a complete uh, blackout in his life where he never had a chance to even know redemption in a deep and a profound way so that his life now is spent in his youth and in his power and his rigor with resources. Sure, give to the poor. Sure, give to the uh, less fortunate. Sure, do that. But let's see whether or not there were concrete, tangible evidences that you knew Christ and loved God and that you spent your life serving the cause of Christ, because that's why he leaves us here. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. The time 630 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are talking about the death of Kobe Bryant and how. Uh, prominent persons of Kobe's uh, magnitude should impact believers to to prompt and provoke the questions that we have been raising about his eternity, our eternity, about how wealthy people can influence us in a positive or a negative way. And the question that I did raise, which I will take to the phone lines here in a moment, is what would your life look like actively and visibly, vocationally? Uh, And otherwise, if you were as financially well off as Kobe Bryant, what would be a fundamental expectation of Jesus Christ for you or to any church member for that matter? If you were given the kind of public platform and uh, and 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 resources that that Mr. Kobe Bryant have, we have to all ask that question because Christ has warned us over and over and over again that for a rich man, it is hard to enter into the kingdom. That one might gain the whole world and can still lose his soul, that there is a snare to wealth and riches that the believer has to avoid. And if you have loved ones that are wealthy and financially uh, endowed, if you will, then know that that very same warning that Christ gave in Luke chapter 19 through 21 about the snares of riches that take men, you should be praying for them to overcome those snares. 
Because what riches will do, if we're not careful, is turn us into idols in the lives of other people and so distract us with the responsibility of wealth and prominence that we really never take Jesus fully seriously. But here's what Ravi Zacharias had to say about Kobe. Uh, Apologies, Ravi Zacharias said, here in the Philippines, we're just waking up to the sad and shocking news of the death of one of basketball's greatest players, Kobe Bryant. Along with his daughter, Gianna, and others on board, he went down to an early grave just as this new year has dawned. Our hearts ache to think of them, especially in their final moments. Then he says, ironically, I'm a minute away from speaking at the Philippines prayer breakfast on National Bible Day here in Manila hosted by their boxing great and basketball fan, Manny Pacquiao. The theme for my talk is heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God abides forever. Such sudden losses bring all of us into the sobering reality of an appointment we all have to keep and the vaporous span of life. At the same time, how significant a gift life is. And that is the sentiment that established my whole discourse for today. Then he goes on to pray for him. Let me go to line number uh, two and talk with Sean in his angelic patience. Line number two. Sean, are you there? I'm here, Pastor Jesse. How are you? Great. Thank you for your patience. What's your observation or comment on our topic? Um, I have I have two. I'll be I'll be really quick. I wanted to first um, make a quick comment about uh, one of the things uh, Nelson said earlier. Sure. And then also try to tackle the attempt to answer the question you posed just just a second ago about what our lives would look like or right. should look like. Right. Um, so the first thing with, with Nelson, where he was uh, talking about talking bad about another our own ethnicity. Right. Um, as it relates to Kobe Bryant, I would say that that's. That's an, an inaccurate, improper way of approaching it, because in Second Corinthians, I believe it's chapter three. I don't have my Bible in front of me. I'm sorry, but quote it. I'll help we you. Once you go ahead. Quote it. I'll help you. Okay. Can you yeah. quote it? Yeah, yeah, I can quote it. It's, okay. um, it's we once used to view Christ after the flesh, but we no longer view Him after the flesh. Exactly. Second and Corinthians chapter context, five or sixteen. Go on. Yes, sir. And the context of that is the new creature, the yep. new creation. Those yep. who have been made new creatures in Christ no longer view people after the flesh because we see the eternal view of things as yep. it relates to men and women's salvation in Christ. Yep. And so we have to look beyond the color of Kobe Bryant's skin. He's a man made in the image of God in the yep. Imago Dei yep. who needed Christ. Yep. And so, And so we can't we, we need to transcend the earthly thinking and look as Christ looks. We, we, we don't look at Christ as a Jew. We look at Christ as the Son of God, yep. you know, who, who became a human being on behalf of sinners yep. like us. Yep. And so, so I just wanted to touch on that. And then um, um, just to encourage Nelson, you know, like— you, Hey, Nelson's been, Sean, Sean, Nelson's been around way longer than you. And me and Nelson are cool, but Nelson knows that he has a tendency to get stuck in the mud. 
and the mud yeah. that he gets stuck in is politics. He's we've always had this dialogue around the black white issue. And, and that was really an aside that had nothing to do with what I was talking about. And, but sure. it, it provoked you and rightly so. And I'm glad you didn't come back with a retort that, well, I'm white and it's, you know, and it wouldn't have mattered if I talked about Kobe as a white person, because you're right. Mm-hmm. As Christians, we should have a transcendent view of Christ and a transcendent view of human beings to understand that they are created in the Imago day and their eternity should matter. It's completely irrelevant that I'm talking about another black man as myself. Completely irrelevant and therefore go on with your with your um observation amen. about our two points amen amen um and so to, to answer the question about what our life or my life would look like one one thing that the lord has kind of always reminded me of ever since i became a christian was the verse in proverbs can't remember the address of it but it says something like um lord don't give me too much yep. to where i forget your name yep and don't give me too little to where I steal bread and bring sh- shame or reproach upon your name. Exactly. And so I think, and then you have aspects of Paul where he says, I've learned in adversity and in prosperity that I can do all things through Christ to give me strength, to be content. Yep. And, and the, the idea of the, the Israelites wandering the wilderness, how God gave them success and God sustained them and then even blessed them tremendously with physical things. He said, I did this to test you. Yep. In order to see if you forget my name. Right. And and, and so And so guess what? And guess what? Sure. And guess what, Sean? They did. They forgot his name. They did. Over they did. over Indeed. and over over and over and over and over again. They forgot his name. And this is where the lessons come in for us. That's why the question that I'm raising, I wish Nelson would have just stayed on track with me, but I love him anyway. The question is, if you and I should ever have a platform like Kobe Bryant's, would that platform take us away from God? Would it snatch us up out of the present sort of confidence that we have in Christ with the little that we have now? Is it legitimate for us to say that if I am not doing well with Christ now with a little, I have absolutely no guarantee and probably won't do better uh, with my Savior if I had a lot? Amen. Amen. Listen, thank you for the call, my brother. Bless you. Let thank me you. go to line number uh, nine, number line number uh, four. Let's see. No, is it four? Jonathan before James. Yes, Jonathan before James. James, you hold on. Jonathan, are you there on line number four? I'm here, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. Chop it up, brother. Good. You're 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 uh, you're in the whole line of uh, successors yeah, to yeah. Uh, respond to our brother Kobe's uh, departure. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. Um to just say in one of the questions that you were asking, I, I really couldn't put myself in that predicament because as a Christian where I am now, God has kept me in a position of being humbled and knowing that if I had more, I would probably mess up a lot more than Amen. what I'm doing right now. Amen. Amen. So I I have to thank him and just realizing that I'm 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 a sinner and the things that I have now, I'm a poor steward of at times. Amen. So for me to put myself in a predicament like a Kobe Bryant or anybody else of vast wealth like that, I, I couldn't say what I would do because I know that I probably would be away from my Lord. And think so about I, and, I, and think about yeah. that one. I'm, I, so you know, I'm, I strategically set these questions up for us to be much more deeply crystal centric about this. Watch this. So uh, I don't know if Craig said it, but you said it. 
and and I, I affirm you completely, Jonathan, that in all likelihood we would fail miserably if God yeah. just deluged us with resources. That being the case. And with the plethora of Bible verses I've already given about the danger of resources and wealth and power and prominence and platforms, this should even make us more eager to make sure that we have a conversation about people who have made such an impact in our lives uh, at the level of there being a means of entertainment for us. And we not reciprocating on a spiritual level. I raised the question earlier. Did did you pray for Kobe all of those years in which you enjoyed him on television, his growth, his development, his mistakes, his falls, etc.? We used him. Did he get a chance to see the collaboration of true believers praying for him that God would save him? Or did we collapse into the idolatry of entertainment, which so easily sweeps all of us up out of the priesthood of every believer? to pray for the wealthy, the the rich, the prominent, because they are in a snare. And the snare is they have more money than time to even think through how they are responsible and accountable for all of that before the God of eternity. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And honestly, the answer is is no. I mean, they would they would definitely fail with that. Nobody was praying for Kobe. I mean, I'm pretty sure there, there were a few. But yep. that's the number. It's very few. Right. And unfortunately, you know, I when I grew up, I wasn't I was I've just been a Christian for going on six years now, sure. by the grace of God. So I found myself actually praying for the first person of, of iconic figure that I found myself actually praying for was Kanye West when that whole when his whole outcome in of being a Christian came out. And I, I asked myself, I really pray that, that brother knows Christ. And I'm finding myself doing that more and more to people that I actually look up to, you know, whether it be in film or some type of sports. I'm not really a big sports guy, but you know, when people come across my path on TV, or if I'm, you know, if we're talking about a figure like that, I've always asked the question. And when Kobe died, the first thing I did was Google his face. Yep. Because I was so concerned about you yep. know this brother actually knowing the Lord. Yep. And you know, that's that's the first thing that came to mind. Exactly. I, I, I pray so hard that this this moment for his family or somebody that actually knows Christ can comfort his family with the gospel. Without a doubt. You know, because, yep. because, you know, unfortunately that brother is gone now and only, you know, only God knows, you know, what, what his reward or punishment will be. But, um, but yeah, man, as Christians, we definitely should be asking those questions. And I thank God that you raised the topic today because, you know, it just made me reflect off of exactly what I was saying earlier, the things that I have being a steward of what the things that God's given me, and, and how I'm I'm using those gifts and using my talents as you know a, a, a almost blue collar worker in this world and what I'm doing with my gifts. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's that's my comments for you. Bless you, man. Let me go to Bless line you. number three and talk with James from the Bay. Line number three and talk with James from the Bay. James, are you there, brother? Can you hear me? I'm here. Yeah, man. Ch- chime on in before I take a break. Okay. You know, I'd like to think that the money alone I can handle, like I hear me saying I like to think, <laughs> but along with everything else that went along with it, the fame, uh, never played a sport on any level, uh-huh. as high school or college, the exhilaration, the, the adrenaline, and everything that comes along with that, and then to play on the level like he did. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 all, it, all comes, it, it all comes with that. Yep. 
that, that, that's a hard one. I, I, I like to think so, but I just have to tell, tell the truth. I mean, all that coming at you. I, at, at 59, I yeah. would like to think I can handle it, and I'm not sure. So you're born into that at 19. You're born into the NBA. Cause it's yep. You know, so yeah, I'd have to be, I'm no better than anybody else. I was telling my students, I mean, he's a mere mortal man. Yep. I mean, a popular one nevertheless, but uh, iconic, but, but still mortal, you know, and he's gone. Yep. You know, my prayers went out to, you know, for his wife and his family and his parents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. um, you know, I mean, these how a parent would have to, you know, uh, the bury, you know, a son or daughter is, you know, would be tremendous. Um, absolutely and- devastating. Absolutely, absolutely just heart wrenching. James, I'm a pastor. And that's why I'm not. I'm using this to, as a teaching lesson for us. I bury people way too more frequently than I want to, and, and our and our people are getting caught. They're getting caught. They're getting caught slipping. I'm telling you now, we're we're not doing uh, funeral services uh, with the overwhelming and robust testimony of the grace of God operating in people's lives. The vast majority of the funerals we are we're doing these days. <clears throat> are people with marginal evidences of faith at best. Marginal ev- evidences of faith at best. I know people don't like this conversation, but you got to have it. And, and if you think like like Craig, my boy Craig, who was my first caller, said he went on social media and was just simply talking about, you know, uh, he hopes that Kobe went to heaven. He just said he hopes that Kobe is in glory. That, that's not judging a man. That's desiring a man's best eternal long home. And then he got hit with all kinds of negative backlashes because he didn't put Kobe in heaven. And, and listen carefully. This is, this is where I am as a pastor. Funerals these days. Funeral services these days, particularly with your Gen X's and your millennials and your and, and, and your younger people today, they are almost intolerable of a gospel presentation being done at the funeral service. It's almost offensive to even talk to the people in the audience about their eternity being secure only on the grounds of a real vital relationship with Jesus. The hostility that starts rising up and the appalled faces that start to appear when you go to raise the issue. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you see this man in the casket, this woman in the casket, you do. You may or may not know where they're going, but the issue is not about where they're going or where they are, but rather where you're going and where you are. And once you start preaching the gospel and, and nailing people on eternity, they're appalled. We live in a generation that's not prepared for God's judgment or standing at his throne. We are not prepared for that conversation. And I say that to say this, I think about his wife and his other three daughters. And here's what I know. And I got to let you go for a break. Here's what I know. I know that there is a stint of, of Kobe having grown up in the Catholic church. That data is very clear and obvious to pull up. What we don't have is some robust uh, uh, trajectory of life committed to the person and work of Jesus Christ on his part. That's just not in the in the testimonials. That's not in the evidence. It's uh, a little smidgen here of him being seen at mass, you know, one time here. There. And this was way back when he was getting in trouble as a as a young man. I'm not surprised at that. 
And here's the reason why. Hundreds of millions of dollars, fame and fortune, projects everywhere, and with him having the Mamba attitude of wanting to be the best in his game, doesn't leave you time to be sold out for Jesus. It just doesn't. I got to take a break to pay some bills. When I come back, I'll talk with Faye on line one. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back. The time 652. Let me go to line one and talk with Faye in Oakland. Faye, are you there? I am here, Pastor Kassan. How are you? I'm great. What's your question, comment, or observation on our topic tonight? My comment and my observation, when I first heard the news about Kobe, I was saddened. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing that came to my mind was, I hope he knew the Lord. That's right. Um, Now, I I did not pray for Kobe. I'm not a basketball uh, fan or a sports person. Mm -hmm. I do, however, I pray for Beyonce and I pray for Jay-Z, but that's another topic. (laughs) Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can can continue your your streaming thoughts, but I want to simply say, good for you. Why? Because all believers have the privilege of praying for people who are of such status because God might use our prayers to bring them to faith in Christ. I'm glad you're doing it because I never prayed for Beyonce or uh, what's her husband's name? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Right. Don't particularly care for him, but I get it. I get it, girl. Go ahead on. And, and, and so one of the things that really bothered me is my boy Nelson. Nelson was not only on the wrong page, but he was in the wrong book. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it bothers me for people to, I often ask people, if the Holy Spirit moves my heart, I'll, I'll ask them, I'll say, you know, do you know the Lord? Right. You know, what's your, what's your belief or what's, what's your faith? Right. A former friend of mine would often get hostile with me and say, notice I say former. Right. She would say to me, it doesn't take all that. You don't have to ask everybody. And I say, you know what? It may not take all that for you, but when the Lord moves on my heart to ask somebody about it, where they will spend eternity, then I'm, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> if, okay. if we don't do it, if we don't do it, Faye, it doesn't get done. We live in a culture now where a plain and frank witness of who Jesus Christ is to us, sadly, is not only unacceptable to the world, but it's unacceptable to Christians. And I'm sure that's where you're going in your experience with this individual. Way too many Christians are soft on the matters of eternity and the matters of the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. And we are moving back into that era where real Christians standing up for the faith are being persecuted on a bunch of levels just because we're asking, hey, do you know the Lord? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I will continue to do what the Lord puts on my, my heart uh, to do. And um, also, it, the others, I, 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 the thought crossed my mind about the others, because like you said, Kobe is iconic and yep. People love Kobe. Yep. Let's not let's not fail to to uh, recognize that there were eight more individuals on there. There was his daughter along with uh, seven other people. Correct. We have to know that. And I've heard people say, "Well, you know, I I, I don't know the Lord, but but before I, when I get old, I'm going to pray and God's going to forgive me." 
No, my dear, you may not have that kind of, just like you said, it's God's grace and mercy upon you. If you have, you know, four, five, six months yep. to see, you yep. know, death coming or whatever. Yep. But like nobody, nobody, and this is what takes the world by surprise. Kobe, and I was, I was, I saw that he used his helicopter often to get around town. Sure. To go from place to place. Sure. No one ever expected for that helicopter to slam into the side of a mountain. Right. Exactly. No, you're you're right. And we're going to be fleshing all that out for days to come. Uh, We're fleshing all that out now. What I wanted to do while it was fresh and and, and, and vital for the Christian audience is to challenge us. And, and, And we did a good job. My callers, you did it. A lot of us have done a good job of acquiescing to the fact that in our secular world, prominent people are given a pass even by us when we lose sight of our mission to pray for them because very frankly, as I stated a little bit earlier, the wealthy are far more at liability for hell than the poor, not so much as the disposition of their soul. We're all lost equally and and, and and the poor will perish just like the rich, as Solomon said. But when riches enter into your life, you really are now taken into a level of preoccupation as to what you're going to do with your money, how you're going to live your life, how you are going to function now as a model and example of whatever it is you're involved in. And what that does is steal time away from God. I am utterly clear about this. Faye. I'm utterly clear that Kobe spent massive amounts of hours building his image, building his protege, becoming the best ball player he could, acquiring the wealth that he did. But that's always at the expense of time with God. That's just the facts of the matter. We can never get around that. If a man loves God and is serving God and has committed the totality of his life to God, please get this, ladies and gentlemen. It is not a secret. It is not a secret. Choose whom you're going to serve because it's not a secret. We might be surprised on that day at a few people that we didn't think made it in. But the vast majority of the warning the scriptures is you will know them by their fruits. And this is what should break our heart and should not leave us operating out of this this kind of a. Uh, the ambiguous position of, well, we can't know. We can't know. We should know. Everybody should make their calling and election sure. When you die, we should know that you knew the Lord, loved the Lord, and he was the priority of your life. We should not be wondering about whether or not Faye was really saved and knew the Lord and that he blessed her and that he was the 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 center of her life. Every believer should have that testimony. That's why he left us here. Bless you. Bless you. I, I got to shut it down. Had a great program. Um, forgive me for my love for the Savior and a desire to just help us have a right thought about these kinds of things. And here's the reason why it's going to happen tomorrow. Natalie Cole, you know, Rita Franklin, you know, all of them. It's going to happen to somebody else. And then we got to have this conversation all over again. May God keep you, bless you, cause his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the person of his son, Jesus Christ.
Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.